shows a day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Broadway ain't got nothing on teachers. Okay, that is a performance five times a day. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Center Ed Teaching. You know, last week we were talking about ways that you could end the school year and celebrate your students, celebrate your students' work, and kind of just take stock of what had happened over the course of the year. Um, and so continuing with that theme, this week we want to talk about kind of how you as a professional educator reflect on the end of the year, whether that's thinking about the academic year, whether that's thinking about what's going on within the school, whether that's thinking about your personal growth and development, um, all those reflections are important, so we kind of want to take time to unpack them. And to do that, I have three women with me who are far more qualified than I to do yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> so with that beautiful laugh to my left is Faith. Hello. And to my right, joining us for the second time is Chloe. Hello. <laughs> and with all the excitement, enthusiasm, and trash talking, <laughs> we're welcoming back Roberta. I always tell my kids. You know that I don't like you if I'm nice to you. Nope. <laughs> so keeping yeah. that in mind. <laughs> they were young and restless. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So keeping that in mind, um, this first question that I want to open up on, on thinking about the end of the year is, why do we need to take this time to re like reflect professionally at the end of the year? Because I remember as a teacher always like, the last month in some ways would feel like you're climbing uphill trying to get things done and so this idea of reflection could seem like oh just like i need to get to the summer then i can do it and then summer would become summer and that reflection wouldn't happen so i, I just would like to hear from each of you why you think it's so important to take this time to reflect well as we're living some things now if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it, right? Mm -hmm. So part of reflection is about taking stock of what has happened and seeing and trying to understand um, what our experiences from um, a more removed space. Yeah. And if we don't have sort of like an opportunity to think through um, what our experiences have been and what worked and what didn't work and why that might be, then we're likely not going to be particularly thoughtful of it in the future um, or we're not going to be able to unpack it. So I might think to myself like, oh, I tried that new strategy that my principal wanted me to try, mm -hmm. the turn and talk, mm -hmm. and my kids were talking about everything under the sun except for the exact mm -hmm. uh, assignment, so it doesn't work. Now, if I am not reflective, then I'm going to walk away and think, turn and talks don't work. But if I am reflective and I say, start to ask myself a few critical questions like, well, what happened? And why did that happen? And why do I think it, this, these things did not happen? Um, then I can start to unpack a little bit what, why I think the activity didn't work and what could be different about it in the future. So I might find that, like, well, I didn't give my students any directions around the turn and talk. Or I might find that um, I asked them to turn and talk right after they came in from a fire drill. And, and you know, so there mm -hmm. might be all sorts of things that come out when we start to look at something from a more critical perspective. Uh, so I think that's one of the reasons it's important. And I think that what you're saying makes me think of this analogy that popped into my head, Matt, when you asked that question, which was, 
Do you remember back in the day when you took a camera and loaded film into it? <laughs> I mean, I remember like 110 cameras, but anybody, I mean, it's like thin camera and you put your film in it, right? Well, you take the pictures, you turn them in somewhere to, to get them developed, and then you get it back. In the in-between time, you don't really know what's in the picture. You think you know. You, mm -hmm. you looked through the viewfinder and you took the picture, but when you get it back, sometimes you don't realize you caught a, a, someone on the side with a certain expression or, mm -hmm. and I think that's what reflection does, mm -hmm. is it gives us an opportunity to look back and say, discover something, discover things, mm -hmm. right? Like, I had no idea I learned that. Wow, I had no idea I did that many turn and talks. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I had no idea I did that few. Yeah. I feel like you don't know what you don't know. So mm -hmm. if, you know, entering into reflection allows some things to emerge that you didn't realize mm -hmm. were there or weren't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to hear what you have to say, Chloe, but I just want to highlight kind of the analogy. And I don't know, some people might say that outdated, but I think in some ways it's actually really relevant because when we live in a time where everything is so immediate, yeah thinking about a time when there was that space and distance to be able to reflect and how there's beauty in that, right? Like not everything has to be immediate is really helpful. Right. Chloe? Yeah, I mean, I would consider myself to be pretty young and restless, so there's a lot of different things that are always at the forefront of my mind, mm -hmm. you know? But when I really think about kind of what drives my passions, I think, you know, a lot of times when I really make those true connections is when I'm sitting down and reflecting mm -hmm. holistically. Mm -hmm. So not just on like one day, but sometimes even a week at a time or a month at a time and see, am I still on the right track? Am I still going towards my ultimate goal? Mm -hmm. You know, am I still, you know, sticking kind of true to that? Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes it could seem like we've been, we're being distracted by things, but I think ultimately when you, when you take time to really reflect, you can think back and say, okay, actually, this is actually working in favor of mm -hmm. what I ultimately wanted mm -hmm. to do. Um, this, this doesn't actually pull back as much as I thought it does. I can actually fit this in. Mm -hmm. So it kind of helps to um, reiterate to myself um, and to those around me when I'm able to reflect a more like coherent picture mm -hmm. that sometimes it's hard to, when you're thinking about in the moment, it may seem a little jumbled, but when you're able to kind of sit down and say, okay, here, here are the, the connections that I can identify, you're then able to even share it with others and then help to kind of create a vision amongst other people to not only hold you accountable, but also have awesome thought partners mm -hmm. in a lot of the things that you're trying to do. So that's kind of where that shows up for me. Yeah, and I want to actually build on that idea of staying <clears throat> true to yourself because I think one of the things that as educators, right, we have stated goals and sometimes those goals can um, get pushed aside or that they're not always at the forefront of our minds because <laughs> a school year is so chaotic. Yeah. Um, and so at CPET, right, we have our core values, the five C's, which really helps in this reflection process. So I think it might be helpful for someone's listening and thinking about how do I actually do this reflective process? Right. What does it mean to center myself? Um, with some kind of core values that I may hold. And so I don't know if any of you want to take a stab at talking about how crucial the five C's are to reflection at CPET. Well, one of the things I was thinking about is that one of that our core value is not reflection. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's important because the core value is yeah. critical reflection, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And I can be reflective and go like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that, or I wish this had happened, or I, I wish mm -hmm. things had been better. Mm -hmm. um, oh, looking back, we had such a great time. <laughs> I went on a road trip to Santa Barbara with a good friend of mine uh, from high school. And um, on the road trip, it was he and I, and we were going to visit my boyfriend who was going to school out there. And so we drove from Colorado to 
um, Santa Barbara, and uh, we drove all the way, and it was awful. And he had a miserable experience. Mm-hmm. He, you know, we got a ticket. Uh, we were with some people that like we weren't a big fan of at the time. Um, it was really tense. He, we got, you know, there were people who were having arguments. Like it was a very complicated trip. <laughs> Years later, he said um, to me and a couple friends, he was like, "Oh, hey, remember when we took that trip to Santa Barbara? That was so fun." <laughs> was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, "That was so fun." And I, I, I was like you hated it like you actually had a horrible time i did you were upset you didn't like this you didn't like that what what so i think that like what we try to look at is like so you can reflect you can be reflective but um unless you're being critically reflective you mm-hmm. you might be missing um, a few key benefits of the reflection itself. So some of the things that we really um, focus on in terms of our work around critical reflection are to really hold space um, for the observation. Mm-hmm. Um, we our favorite very very simple protocol for critical reflection at CPET is what so what now what and mm-hmm. it's because that those three very simple and open-ended questions guide us through actual a a critical perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what happened just doing the observation, getting us um, those low-level inferences about what has actually, what observable things actually happened. So I pull out my lesson plans and I read through them and I go, did I actually do this? Mm -hmm. And what happened when I did? Um, or I look at our team meeting notes and we say, okay, what did we actually accomplish this year? Mm-hmm. And I just really hold space. We jump so much to the evaluative. We I jump do. so much yeah. to deciding if it was mm-hmm. good or bad. But just saying, like, this is what it is. This is what happened. And then the so what, um, so so what does that mean? Or why is it important? Or what is mm-hmm. it, what's the meaning behind it? And so then we ask ourselves questions about the implications um, of of any of those actions. We might ask about the consequences or the circumstances or the context. Um, And that gives us an opportunity to really dig deeper and think from multiple perspectives to try to see what happened um, from a new point of view. And then finally, the now what, which is extremely important in terms of making sure that that critical reflection is meaningful, mm-hmm. is like, does it mm-hmm. change anything in the future? Mm-hmm. So you can reflect and reflect and reflect until the cows come home, but if nothing actually changes about your actions right. or behavior, right. well, I'm still going to do all the same things with my turn and talk that I did last time mm-hmm. when it didn't work, right. like, then like, what am I actually, what, what's, what, what is the benefit? There mm-hmm. is none. Which, so, which is, if I, if I could interrupt, which yeah. is... The reason why um, it's so important to do that piece, that critical piece. And it's also the reason why people are frustrated and irritated Mm -hmm. sometimes when they have like a retreat moment Mm -hmm. or like a mountaintop experience where you go, oh my gosh, I reflected and I felt so good. But then they Mm -hmm. go back into their classroom Mm -hmm. either in a week or next year Mm -hmm. and they go, oh, the same things are happening. What's the point of even doing it? And that's why there's another world or something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. I think that goes back to what you were mentioning earlier, Britta, about looking at observation yeah. um, and how important that really is. Because I think a lot of times people don't really talk about how important it is to kind of be aware mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of look at your mm-hmm. surrounding and just kind of pick up cues that are happening around you. Mm-hmm. And I think that really feeds into what you're talking about around critical reflection. Yeah. Because when we look yeah. at, if you t- were to take an overview of the days of our lives and think, okay, what's happening here? You know, who's doing, you know, X, Y, or Z, and how is that later on impacting what I'm doing in the classroom? So like mm-hmm. you said, Faith, when you go back into the classroom and you're saying, okay, well, I had this, you know, mountaintop moment, but 
something's not lining up. What's mm-hmm. happening? Well, yeah, that's where mm-hmm. observation and that critical reflection yeah. really comes back into play right. because there's obviously factors that are going on that may make you feel like you're being you know pulled away mm-hmm. from what you think you're going to see, but to be very observant and really take time to look into the observation of what's happening is so important yeah. when you're looking at critical yeah. reflection yeah. because sometimes I think it's not even just yourself but also having that thought partner there mm-hmm. to, to just ask, what are you seeing? Mm-hmm. Do you see any changes? What are some factors yeah. that you think is influencing what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that reflection kind of comes mm-hmm. back when you mm-hmm. when you do have that thought partner or even if you're, if you're using yourself, journaling, yeah. you know, really using some mm-hmm. hardcore, mm-hmm. you know, here's what's happening, here's what I'm seeing, as you mentioned, the, the, you know, what, so what, now what, you know, graphing it out, sometimes just writing it down just really helps kind of get a different perspective instead of just having right. it in your mind. Right, right. Um, and so that last point that you talked about, the mm-hmm. different ways to do that, I want to come back to that, but something that I want to push, because one of the things at CPET that's been most effective for me is, and I think it gets in some ways at the so what question, but somewhat embedded in there, is that you have these values or things that you believe in as an educator. So for instance, if you're trying to implement turn and talk in your classroom more, it's not just because turn and talk exists. Mm -hmm. It's you Mm -hmm. believe in Mm -hmm. student thinking and student Mm -hmm. discussion. And so you actually frame these reflections around those beliefs it's not necessarily about like oh i'm gonna look at every particular thing Mm -hmm. and all this but if my interest was um in students being able to communicate um their thoughts with each other and build upon each other's thoughts like that's where the reflection in some ways for me seems to start and that i think is so critical um in this process Mm -hmm. go ahead Roberta. Well, I th- just think that critical reflection is a part of the inquiry cycle. Mm-hmm. And, and as educators, we need to be continuing to um, be thoughtful practitioners. And one of the ways that we do that is by engaging in practitioner-based research. Mm-hmm. And whether that's like research with a capital R or mm-hmm. just research as in like researching or re-looking, mm-hmm. right? Thinking about R-E as in to do again and search the idea of like looking for something or looking for understanding. Mm-hmm. And so we can research, we can look again for information, we can revise, mm-hmm. we can vision again what our goals are. And that this is a key component of our work as educators. One of the reasons critical reflection is a core value at CPET is um, partly because of its connection both with um, cultivating strengths, another core value, and with cycles of inquiry and really mm-hmm. developing these inquiry practices. Um, but also it's a key core, it's a key core value. It's a core value because <laughs> it's a core value because we don't we believe that, that critical reflection is valuable at every level for educators. So it's valuable at the coaching level, it is valuable at the school leader level, it is valuable for the teacher level, it is valuable for students. Mm-hmm. And so what we model at CPET through our coaching work is something that we want our schools to be able to take, our school leaders to be able to take to their teachers, their teachers to be able to take to their classrooms. So I love the idea of having teachers inviting their students to do critical reflections. Right. What does a critical reflection look like in a in a classroom, K-12 classroom? It looks like portfolios, mm-hmm. right? So now you're talking about one of the highest forms of presentation in terms mm-hmm. of like students understanding and owning their work is about when they can look back, select a few items from mm-hmm. their uh, mm-hmm. from their history in that class, and then reflect mm-hmm. on what it was that they learned and why they learned it and how they learned it and and how, as a result of this, it's demonstrating the, uh, that they have understood the main tenets of the class. 
So the power of reflection, I think, is one of the things that's so amazing is that it really can happen K through, mm-hmm. you know, a millionth, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is the yeah. grade level that we're in now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 26. <laughs> um, no, but just yeah. that it happens, it can and should, I hope, yeah. happen at all levels. Yeah. Um, and so this is where I want to pick up that thread of, when you were starting to talk about ways to reflect, mm-hmm. whether that's through writing, mm-hmm. um, faith, I know you've talked mm-hmm. about through drawing. And so, yeah. you know, last week we talked a lot about a ways to do this collaboratively mm-hmm. with students for the end of the year, but what are some ways or that you've either done yourself or seen in the past that might be helpful for a teacher that's saying, you know what, like, I know what I care about the most in my classroom and I want to reflect on this. What what are the different ways that I can go about doing this reflection? Yeah, I'm sure that we can even popcorn like the different <laughs> different ways that we do it within our workshops. And again, all of these are ways that you can do it for yourself or with students. Mm-hmm. And for instance, we use images, right? So we use um, Creative Commons. You can go on there and print out images mm-hmm. and that there's no copyright infringement mm-hmm. or anything. And then um, share them amongst like your staff or, or with your students and say, pick an image that represents this year. And for instance, I, I usually have a lot of light bulbs of some sort because, um, and, and I know that we had one person that talked about like, this was my guiding light for the year and they were able to express like what that was and st- start articulating it, right? And so they can either take the image and write something about it on the back or they can just write a little six word memoir about, the, so that's one way of reflecting. Maps, like drawing a map of your year is also another way. Um, you can make it like as a calendar each mm-hmm. month. Maybe there's like a key word or a mm-hmm. phrase that you can look at and then you can start to unpack that. One of the, um, I mean, I already mentioned the what, so what, now what that, mm-hmm. that we use, but in our conference that we have every year called In Practice. Which is coming up which June is coming 7th. Up June 7th, there are about 20 seats left, yeah. you know, just in case anybody out there wants to come. <laughs> um, but we uh, always open our In Practice mm-hmm. conference with a whole session on critical reflection. Mm-hmm. And our goal there is to create different avenues for teachers to reflect on their experiences. And I think that we have seven different uh, entry points into it. One of them is sort of a basic curriculum inventory. Let's look back at the curriculum that you've done and sort of take stock, take note, um, and and mark down those places where um, you want to see change maybe for next year or what worked well and what didn't or what would you like to include or exclude in the future. Um, But we have other really creative ones as well, some using images, some using Mm -hmm. music Mm -hmm. um, as an entry point, you know, like songs are the spirit of the soul. And so what are some of the songs that represent your year and how can they um, have that sort of more of a metaphorical connection? Um, we have one the on soundtrack from your year the soundtrack is what it could have been. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, we have one on the ideas of using the recipes, mm-hmm. um, so that so um, you know take a dash of laughter and <laughs> two <laughs> cups of love and <laughs> put it in the oven for five faculty cups meetings. Of exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> And you know what? And to think about like what ingredients were you missing? Yeah. I think that it's re- can really go somewhere mm-hmm. with thinking about the recipe. Right. It's fun and can be like you know, whatever mm-hmm. cute. But also like, what was I missing? What do I right. wish I had? Did I not have leavening? Like, what would that be? What would right. it look like for next year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And we we do. Uh, did we say graphing already? We have one mm-hmm. on on graphing your year. And that's interesting to think about. I've done this before. It was like a particular subject of my life. And then I and then I made a graph from like when when that started for me all the way until present and then the ups and downs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. highs and lows and stuff as we went as I went. So 
Yeah. And I hope that was always great. I actually recently also did a graphing one. <clears throat> it looks at your whole life history, actually. And you mm-hmm. put it on kind mm-hmm. of like the, what's it, E... E- EKG is that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. you put on like an EKG line oh, yeah, that's great. so you have like your ups and you have your downs yeah. and it's like the big moments yeah. like for you in your life another cool activity that I typically do in my workshops um, as an icebreaker is uh, what's in your wallet um, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's really funny because it seems like a very like low vulnerability type of thing like you know people can describe whatever mm-hmm. they want but I think throughout the activity what I've typically found is that people have these like aha moments of reflection yeah. about these items that they carry with them every day but they don't realize how much those items speak about themselves right. and like the things that right. they like the goals that they have in life yeah um and so it's always like a really interesting reflection period for them as they're trying to get to know someone else to say like oh this is really important to me. like this does say something about yeah. me so I think also with that there's this there's this portion around reflection that I think is kind of like two layered there's like reflection like in action so like in the moment when we're in those workshops but then there's reflection um kind of like following like after action so like you know when you're thinking about things and it's kind of tying it back to these you know what seemed at the moment like isolated moments but ultimately they come back to you as like kind of like a wave of like oh wow all these connections that I didn't tie before. You see patterns. Right, you start to see patterns. You're not going to see if you don't if you don't. Exactly, it's like kind reflect. of prompted by this, you know, very simple activity, just like yeah. reaching into your bag. So I think there's like, going to some of the things we already shared, there's different ways to kind of access, you know, yeah. being reflective yeah. and like thinking about things, whether it's an icebreaker or a graph or, you know, what, so what now, like there's so many ways to just kind of really go after if that's what you want to do, that's you right. know, in the moment. And sometimes... We don't even think about it. Sometimes we're reflecting, and then when you think back, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize that was important yeah, to me yeah. until someone just prompted me right now to think about that. And That's it actually true. really is a, a key moment for me. So it's, it's really interesting how, going back to what I said earlier, those thought partners mm-hmm. are just so important. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a facilitator, a, a peer, a, you know, co-worker, a colleague, you know, yeah. they just kind of pop up sporadically sometimes and sometimes intentionally but I think for me the most I've gotten out of reflection and especially critical reflection has been with another person to just kind of ask me questions that then prompt me to think oh wow I didn't think about that until you just asked me that I don't know why I never thought yeah. of that <laughs> and, and even sometimes when you're um I don't know if unwilling is too strong of a word but if you're <laughs> resistant right if you're resistant to it even we had it just makes me think of this quote that we had um that that um, someone said in a workshop. So it was actually like an institute. We had been together for a few days, and then at the end we did a reflection. I'm pretty sure it was what so what now what, mm-hmm. and their comment at the end was, and and this was a person who like they they mm-hmm. seemed pretty down on mm-hmm. things a lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, and so it would have been easy for me to think, I don't know that we really connected with them. Like yeah. they just didn't seem to like really grab a hold of the hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, I used to think change was light years away, but now I see it on the horizon, mm-hmm. which is like an amazing, I just listened to it and I was like, what? And I wrote right. it down yeah. and I just thought, you're not gonna, I thought about it and I was like, she couldn't see like tomorrow until we said like, you have to search for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like you have to look for it right. in the in the reflection that mm-hmm. you're doing. And, um, and she was quite critically reflective mm-hmm. when she looked at it because she was noticing these are problem areas for us. This is, I'm mm-hmm. seeing this as an issue. So her now what was about what happens now when we go back to our school? Yeah. Now what are we going to do with it? Yeah. It's pretty powerful. If I can just add something on to what you all are saying that 
I think maybe this is just being inside my own head, but some of the response that I have to that is that mm. in some ways your reflection is guided by your prompt. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so having yeah. that right prompt, do you want to look at the academic year? Do you want to look at socially what's happened for you? Do you want to look at the culture of build, the building? But also sometimes not having that prompt and that free association mm -hmm. can bring out what are the mm. things that have really stuck with me mm -hmm. and that can make you say, hmm, why are these the things that stuck with me mm -hmm. or why is this not at right. the forefront of the mind if that's something that I value so much. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of that critical piece of the reflection is once you have initially reflected, mm -hmm. continuing to process based on what you've established as your own core values as an educator or what you find mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just want to build on that. So then um, anytime we talk about critical reflection, I, I often think about Maxine Green, mm -hmm. who is a mm -hmm. former um, TC yeah. professor, mm -hmm. one of the first um, tenured female professors um, here at TC, and she taught well into her 90s mm -hmm. on um, literature and, and literacy, but also primarily on um, the importance of an aesthetic education and sort of this quest, this answering this question of like an education to what purpose. Mm -hmm. and. Um, in 1977, she wrote um, what, as far as I can tell, is an unpublished piece called Teaching as Project, mm -hmm. Choice, Perspective, and Public Space. Um, I have in front of me a typewriter written, mm -hmm. <laughs> typewriter yeah. written um, piece, but I just want to read a couple sentences from what she describes because it's tapping in, um, Matt, exactly to what you have just been described about, mm -hmm. like, have you been, you what, what you've been describing. Mm -hmm. Do I start with a focus mm -hmm. question? What's the benefit of having a broad question? Yeah. And yeah. this idea that like, <clears throat> as teachers, Maxine talks about that like, teachers should every year, no matter how long you've been in the work, mm -hmm. you should have a project. Mm -hmm. What is your project? What is it that you're working mm -hmm. towards? And um, forgive me if I bumble this a little bit, but she says this, in these times, given the mystifications of the system, given what may be a form of kitsch, the teacher is only likely to create his or her teaching as a project if he or she can first reject the apparent inexorability of the system. This does not mean escaping it, as in seeking liberation in private life. It means coming to critical understanding that schools, like other institutions, are fabricated by human beings and that they embody particular attitudes and interpretations which serve particular cognitive and social interests. She later goes on to say, um, to be told, hold on, to, to be told to, to take part in a tightening of the requirements and a raising of standards across the board, no matter what the cost and failure and dropout, should convey a feeling of personal frustration, if not despair. It is when people become aware of this in this subjective fashion of lax, especially those who are covered up with affable or correct uh, or reassuring talk that they are moved to repair, to suppress, to choose a flight and a leap ahead, a refusal and a realization. And I hope it is clear that being moved in this way is a reaching out towards freedom, towards possibility, towards looking at things as if they could be otherwise. And it's this idea that she says here, this looking at things as if they could be otherwise. Mm -hmm. That's reflection, <clears throat> right? That's to say like it is purposeful to look back because it doesn't have to be like this all the time. Mm -hmm. And if I can better understand what's happening, then I can act to make change. In another article, she talks about that if you, if you were to look at your life and do a timeline of your life, um, you are likely to say, 
um, that you that 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 this happened because this happened because that this happened because this happened right that y you say oh I was in the right place at the right time for this or the wrong place at the wrong time um, but if you were to think forward about your life you think mm -hmm. about yourself as being an actor I'm going mm -hmm. to do this I'm going right. to do that I'm right. going to do this and this idea that in our past we were sort of recept like we were receive we're on the receiving end yeah. of all of the things that yeah. got us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. But when we look to the future, we are the actor, mm -hmm. we are the doer, we are the initiator, the the initiator. Um, we're the agent, right? Mm -hmm. And she talks about how how awful it would be if we said, well, in the future, I mean, I just hope I'm in the right place at the right time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. But but rather that we need to consider that we are always the agent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, and we always have been our own agents, mm -hmm. and so then how does that change our perspective moving forward if we consider that I am the agent of change in my life? Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think that's where she gets at that idea of freedom yeah. and empowerment, yeah. right? Yeah. That that you yeah. have this control. Yeah. So I want to kind of end this conversation thinking about when is the right time for a teacher to reflect because. In some ways, if you start reflecting now, does that mean you're closing the book on mm -hmm. this year? But mm -hmm. maybe you're not closing the book on this year because a teacher never really stops working. Um, at the end of the school year, when you're in the summer, is that time to reflect, to give yourself some distance from the school year? Um, and then after we answer that question, this is something that I still struggle with to this day, is how as an educator do you respond mm -hmm. to these reflections? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, the action that you want to do can be months away mm -hmm. when you have that summer break. Um, thoughts? I mean, I think it, the first thing I think often and, and now is it could it can depend on you as a as a as a person to where if you were to do a reflection, is that how you think of it? Is closing something out, mm -hmm. or is it a continuum where mm -hmm. you? And then I can think about cycles of reflection yes. throughout the year that you could get to. But say you haven't done one, and okay. you're like, okay, I'm going to reflect on this year for the first time. Either it's your first year teaching, or you've been teaching a very long time. I think that when to do it is when you can get it on your calendar. Like, like what I mean by that is create a space in which you can do it. Create mm -hmm. some time, and just say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have one hour. And I'm going to sit down with my cup of coffee on Sunday morning and do it, or I'm going to, whatever your routine is, just to find that time. And then, however you want to reflect, to just, that's what you're doing during that time period. That's a good way to start. There's some nice thinking about reflection um, in considering reflection on action mm -hmm. versus reflection in action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that we often begin with reflection on action. So mm -hmm. this was my action. It is now over. And now mm -hmm. I will ref now I will yeah. begin my reflection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the more often we can do it, the better. I think that there is something to be said about sort of like the school year is closing. And now when things mm -hmm. are fresh in our minds yes. is a great time to do an initial like reflective sweep, I would certainly say like writing down the archive of what has happened, doing yes. the what yes. in, in, in the what, so what, now what, right? Because all of those details are sort of bright and fresh. And then you can let some time lapse before you go into a deeper um, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. what or now what. You can sort of, once you have the, the, the narrative description or mm -hmm. you know the notes or the bullet points that were most salient for you, you can go back into that at another time and look at it. And sometimes if you do it immediately, if you do it in two weeks, if you do it in a month, if you do it in three months, your perspective on it might change. That's right. um, so I don't think that, that anyone should be concerned about like, oh, well, if I reflect now, then then, then the over. rest of the year it's is not. over. <laughs> like, actually, yeah. if you reflect now, you're likely to implement some changes you tomorrow. Might. That's right. Um, 
But I would caution against waiting too long because the details and the um, even the emotion of our experiences really fades with time. And mm-hmm. so we might lose some important lessons um, if we wait too long to do the reflection, right? Just like my friend was like, oh my God, it was an amazing trip. And I'm like... Oh but also, come back to the guiding light. <laughs> yes, it becomes less um, pressing, I think. Yeah. You know, when I, when I've had um, when we've done conferences, or I always want to do it something very quickly, where it's just like, hey, I want to write those things down because I want to remember that they happened, and then something within a week of that conference to say, hey, here are some things that we should be sure we address next time. Then we can let it. Yeah. set until we're ready to look at it again yeah. right mm-hmm. so it's it's a longer process mm-hmm. yeah I totally agree I think it's it's definitely something that is holistic um just kind of building off of so within like adult learning and here at Teachers College um John Dewey is really big on learning from experience and mm-hmm. looking at reflection and so a couple of scholars who like for example reflection in action on action is also pulled from him from shown mm-hmm. um Dewey also looks at this this notion around continuity. So what I mentioned earlier was basically that learning and experiences are never isolated in mm-hmm. time. It's, it's always mm-hmm. a continual mm-hmm. process. So there's never really the perfect time. It's just like like Faith mentioned, making time. Yes. So you, yeah. you, you opting in to the time that's constantly flowing. Um, you sitting down and deciding, you know, again, going back to those things that is something that you can actually achieve. Um, something that, you know, within a, a space, something that you're not waiting too long to do, mm-hmm. uh, but something that you do have to kind of map out. When I'm doing coaching with people, you know, a lot of times they, they come up with these ideas about things they want to do, but the main, when you when you typically want someone to leave a room after you've decided to reflect on an experience, you really have to ask, okay, well, what are some things that you're going to do, like, within the next two weeks? Yeah. You know, like, like, even if it's just sitting down and coming back and revisiting what we talked about, you know, just to let that emotion, as Roberta was mentioning earlier, mm-hmm. those emotions, you don't want to lose that energy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You want to continue to stay positive about it and, you know, continue to kind of struggle with it and have that energy towards it. So you don't want to push it off to something where, you know, if you look back on it, you're like, what, what, what were we talking about mm-hmm. again? Yeah. Where, where right. was this connection coming right. from? Because in the moment, you can make those connections and you have that big bundle of energy to kind of mm-hmm. move your momentum. Right. And so you really want to build on that. So that's why I typically always look in the next two weeks. What's mm-hmm. one thing yeah. you, you, you could right. add to this or you could pull from this or you could reflect on in relation to what we just talked about? And then from there, you can build it out. Okay, what, what are some benchmarks you know, that you can set for yourself to say, okay, in two months, I want to have at least looked at this again twice. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You know, it was just reviewing to say, I want to keep this fresh in my mind. You know, like when you're in school and you're thinking about an assignment, you want to keep it fresh in your mind because ultimately you're going to continue to get new information mm-hmm. that's going to mm-hmm. kind of take space right, and you right. want to if that's important to you you want it to hold its own space mm-hmm. and you want to have to you know keep coming back to that and give it due diligence to say I'm going to purposely and intentionally create space for this mm-hmm. so I think that's why it's so important to just set goals for yourself that are realistic but still aren't too far set off in advance because you want to keep that at the forefront of your mind so that's something that I recommend there's not a specific time just making sure that you make the time right right so for those of you that aren't here, Chloe just did a mic drop um, <laughs> after that beautiful rant. Um, I'm too intimidated to follow that up, but are there any other final thoughts that we want to share with listeners um, before we close out? 
Well, Chloe, I, I think about the work that you've done um, around, or I've learned from you anyway, mm-hmm. around mistakes mm-hmm. that we make and then mistakes. Mm-hmm. And to me, the difference between the two is critical reflection, mm-hmm. is looking back and saying, is that something that is now a mistake where I can look mm-hmm. at it and go, oh, I see, then I could change that. And mm-hmm. it just makes me think like, if we have one life to live, mm-hmm. then I want to be reflecting all along the way and making little circle mm-hmm. motions with my hand here, you know, so that I can learn mm-hmm. from my mistakes so that they're mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it's really brave mm-hmm. to enter mm-hmm. in a space for critical reflection. It's really, really brave. And it takes a lot of courage for someone to openly admit I've made mistakes, mm-hmm. this is something I wouldn't do again, mm-hmm. or to say, this worked really well and I want to find out why. It was not mm-hmm. an accident, it was yeah. not magical, mm-hmm. like yeah. I made that happen and mm-hmm. I need to understand what was the secret or what was the recipe to right. get yeah. mm-hmm. to get yeah. that thing happen. Um, but it's very hard to hold the mirror up and to look mm-hmm. at, to, to look sort of like inside oneself. Yeah. And our um, in, uh, educators are known um, in our culture of being deeply passionate about their students and being and the identity of an as an educator um, is one that that is very very strong and often it can be difficult to separate my identity as an educator from my identity as a human being mm-hmm. right and so then my performance and my job then becomes um, somewhat connected yeah. to my sense of like security and safety as a human being. Mm-hmm. And when I um, threatened my job, mm-hmm. um, as in like I got a negative evaluation or the kids yeah. said F you to me mm-hmm. or, um, you know, I didn't feel like the kids got it, and yeah. I, then it can be very, you can, tra- you can um, spiral very quickly into feeling like, well, then I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a failure as a teacher. I'm a failure as a person. Mm-hmm. And that can put you in a really dark place very quickly. A lot of teachers at this time of year are it's like I gotta get out of here because Mm -hmm. I'm being confronted every day with like all of my blemishes Mm -hmm. Um, so it's very it's very brave to to hold that reflective space Mm -hmm. and it's um, it requires someone to be very honest and very Mm -hmm. vulnerable even if it's just with themselves Mm -hmm. right like regardless of anyone that you share that with or engage in it professionally like even just with yourself to say like these are some of the things that I that I did wrong. This is a mistake that I made, and to hold space for that. Um, and yet, it is that thing that will make us stronger. It is that thing that will make us better at our work. Um, mm-hmm. And it is that thing that will give us the perspective, so we can begin to separate out our identities as a human being from um, our performance in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what we ask of students, and That's hopefully, right. how we model with students mm-hmm. is that this isn't you on the paper Mm -hmm. it's something that you're doing and that you're trying to learn and that you're practicing Mm -hmm. and so it's a really great time to put yourself in that situation as well Mm -hmm. to look at yourself critically and but it's it's strange it's like critically but without judgment Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, I think oh, just... I want to go write my journal now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, just the last thing I'll say to build off that as we close out is I think one of the things that for teachers, if improvement exists, that doesn't mean failure That's right. occurred. Right. And That's sometimes right. it's That's hard right. to distinguish the two, especially if you're working in a difficult environment to be able to say that I have to open up that this idea can improve. But that doesn't mean that I did all these bad things. It just means... Yeah. It's a constant ascent. Yeah, that's right. Um, thanks for joining us, and make sure to tune in next week. And thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>